0: From legendary locals, we all know, to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up, Ipswich Citizen of the Year Donna Kavanagh describes the moment hearing her name announced at this year's awards. In this episode, Donna reveals what influences and events shaped the woman she is today and explains the incredible daily commitment to help those doing it tough in our community. It's Friday, January 27, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. On Thursday, January 19, Ipswich City Council held its annual Australia Day Awards. Six awards were handed out to local community heroes. Donna Kavanagh was named Citizen of the Year to recognise her involvement with several well-known charities. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich today, Donna Kavanagh. No worries. (laughs) First of all, congratulations on your award, Citizen of the Year. How does it feel?
1: Gee whiz. Look, Alan, when they announced the finalists, how they came up on stage and then they announced the the winner, I I looked at the other three and I went, what? What? And (laughs) they said, yeah, it's you. And everyone's going, Donna, get up on stage. I'm going... What me, it just, I wasn't expecting it. I, I was up against some amazing people, but look, at the end of the day, I'm very honoured, extremely honoured, a, a bit embarrassed, I think, because I, I don't do it for the accolades, but how wonderful it is that somebody or people have, have uh, taken the time out to nominate me and thought that I was worthy.
0: This community service path you're currently on, you've got a lot on your plate. What do you think has taken you in this direction? And I'm thinking there must be some influences when you're growing up. So what what is the Donna story?
1: Uh, Look, I I come from Adelaide, uh, South Australia, and I grew up here. My father was just a beautiful man. My mother was an interesting character. Um, But my parents were the founders of grandparents raising grandchildren. And I watched what they did. Uh, That was Grandparents Raising Grandchildren Australia. So I watched what they did. And I've always had a passion for people, the underdogs. I certainly was the underdog uh, growing up. I I was um, a, a, a survivor of the Catholic Church. So I was part of the inquiry. So I... Whenever I see somebody who's being bullied or pushed or uh, mentally or physically, I I will stand. I'll stand and fight beside them. I, I I can't cope. I struggle with it. So anybody who's the underdog, like the homeless, you know, people who are struggling with drugs and alcohol. People are struggling, you know, raising their children and, and they're trying to do the right thing and, and people, you know, society can shun on them. So that's what drives me, I guess.
0: And as you were growing up, were you doing any of that community service work? I know you've told us about the, I guess we can call it the ugly side of, of, of mm. growing up. Um, mm. Did you do any community service work as a young girl?
1: N- no, I didn't. Funny enough, I didn't. However, um I had a a fantastic mentor, and that was my father. Uh, You know, he taught me the things like always be kind. You never know what story they have. We all have a story. We've got to understand our history to know where we're going. You know, all those kind words, you know, agree to disagree. Um, We spent hours and hours just, you know, talking about life in general and I remember when I was a wee little thing I'm thinking oh dad just you you read on, just dad really not again but as I got older I started to understand what he was saying and then the conversations I was able to have those conversations with him but dad what happens if this happens so he was my mentor. Um, I speak about him as if he's not with us. He is with us physically. Uh, sadly, he has advanced dementia. So that's, I don't mean to disrespect my dad in any way by saying was. I'm just, um, he's not the, the, the person I knew mentally. So, mm. But physically, he's with us. Sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah.
0: When you finished school then, did you have a career in mind after all those conversations with your dad?
1: Wow, gee whiz! When I finished school, so my career, my life was a bit of an up and down. So I was uh, electronics uh, with uh, Edinburgh RAF base, which is in Adelaide, and I helped put the Black Hawk and the Seahawk helicopters together. So I did that for many years, and then from there I moved to Melbourne, and Melbourne is where I, I met my ex husband, and I did several jobs throughout that and then later on much later on on in life my um ex husband and I obviously separated and then I went to Wagga and I became a welfare officer for cancer patients and then I I realized uh, I remember uh, with Ogie and I we were walking home and, and from a, a party and um, I saw all these lights under the bridge just for and the I benefit
0: s- just for the benefit of listeners yeah. Donna Oggi is your current partner
1: oh yes sorry yes it's- Oggy, yeah Oggy, <laughs> Oh, his his name is Owen, but everyone only knows him by Oggy. He's like, yeah, he's my current partner. We've right. been together for 12 years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so when did you get to Ipswich?
1: Oh, we came back to Ipswich, oh, jeez. When was that? 2017. We left in two thousand. Uh, and 12, just after the 2011 floods, mm-hmm. um, I was part of the cleanup down at Bundamba um, with the, the RAF base. And uh, we, we had to pick a street and we went into homes and just brought everything out and scrubbed and cleaned. Yeah. And then we left here and we went down to Walga in 2012, where uh, the same thing happened down there, horrific floods down um, the Riverina area. So we did, we, we got in and just, I think it's that the, the um, stories that people tell you and then strangers, you don't know them, they come up and they just want to hug you. Yes. yes. Um, and you can't help because they're crying and, and you're crying with them and you don't know what they're going through. All you're feeling is their pain Yeah. and you're a person there that can wrap can your arms around them you can't take it away but you're somebody who can stand there and just be with them and feel for them and you know feel their okay. you know feel their pain yeah
0: there's a considerable list of organisations you're currently involved with in Ipswich. Is there any yeah. chance that you can describe a typical week if there is such a thing for you? And how do you <laughs> juggle so many demands on your time? <laughs>
1: um, you know, Oggy said to me once, I, I had a bit of a, a breakdown, and Oggy said to me, Donna, um, this is going back when we were in oh, 2013, 14, sometime then, he said, Donna, if you, if you can help somebody and you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, why would you not do that? And I thought about that and I thought, you're right. You're right. You only get one chance of life. Yeah, you know, I was nine. Going back to to my life, uh, I was nineteen. I was a sole survivor of a car accident. Two thousand and four, I had had uh, cancer. Two thousand and fifteen, I had three brain aneurysms. I'm here for a reason, and that reason is to give back as much as I can to the community. And people in need. But that's the, what I but feel. But at the
0: same time, looking after yourself.
1: Oh, yes, mm. yes. Um, sometimes, you know, Oggy's there going, Donna, you need to stop. Just stop. Yep. Breathe. Stop. Take a couple of days. Um, so a typical Donna day. Well, she gets up and she goes to the gym every single morning. Every morning, I just, uh, I, I need that exercise. I need that That's yeah (laughs) that pain of exercise commendable yeah Yeah. so i do that and i come home shower and change and i get into the office because i do work from home and i uh, with our business helping support mine so i get in the office and then i'm constantly then at lunchtime I'll, i'll head out and i'll go out and uh drive around the streets handing out some water and seeing what the homeless need, catching up on my guys and just listening to them and um, seeing what, where they're at and what if they need clothes, then okay, then in the afternoon I'll come back with some clothes and some food for them. So that's every day that we do that. Tuesday afternoons we're in the park. Every afternoon we're down to earth and we do a big feed up and we have a, quite a few people come. We have on average about 30 people coming. I would say probably... Uh, I don't know. Eight of those are hardcore rough sleepers, um, and the rest are, are really struggling. So we we do that, and then uh, we get I come home and then uh, fall into bed, and the alarm goes off at uh, four thirty in the morning. And off I go again. And
0: away you go again. Yep. I know at Christmas time you really don't have time for your own celebration. No. Tell me about no. the Christmas hampers of non-perishable items you're able to put together because I know you have a, a wide network of people you've cultivated and you get donations from all sorts of places including members of Ipswich City Rotary. How do you go about putting that together and how do you distribute them and make sure they get to the right people?
1: Okay, so good questions. Um, On the 1st of September, every year we launch uh, the Christmas Hampus, um, and that's where we put a call out to everybody and ask them to start putting away non-perishable foods, Christmas items, Christmas uh, uh, gifts, I guess, like toys. So what I do is I get a list from the Women's Crisis Centre and Hannah's House, and they give me the list. So it might be a Mum 34. With twin girls that are uh, five and a boy that's seven, so no names, just ages, and then we do up hamper's for that for those. But the community come together and they they just they ring me up and say, "Look, we've collected all of this throughout the year. Can you come and pick it up, at, or where can we drop it off?" Like, and sure enough, we go, uh, we put the trailer on and off, we go and pick it up, and then we bring it back to our place. And we store it in our shed. Thankfully, this year, uh, Swift uh, Storage over at Bundamba have donated a shed for us. So we're able to take everything over there. So then that, that happens throughout the year. And then... About a week before Christmas, we find a venue, which is always tough to find, like a venue, to put it all out. And we do like a big shop. So we put all the gifts out there, everything that's been donated. We do back to school stuff as well. And then volunteers come in and I give them a, you know, a family and then they go and do a shop. So they get a, one of those granny trolleys on wheels yes. and a round rubber tub. So they get those and they fill it up. So if the family is a family of four, well then, okay, so you're going to put in, say, four milks, you know, long-life milks and some pasta and some biscuits. And then then we go to the next station where we have Santa's Little Elves where they're wrapping up presents and they go in there as well. Uh, we sell a fine it all. We put a bow on it and We uh, we have a group of ladies who write, handwrite Christmas cards, uh, messages of hope and encouragement. They all get that. Um, They get extra uh, Calico bags as well. If they need to go shopping, they've got extra bags there. Uh, They don't have to worry about purchasing any. And then the delivery is always emotional. So Dave Cullum at ProDrive uh, alone, he gives us his truck for the day. We load it all up and we always do it as close to the 25th of December as we can. Because the idea is we want the children and the parents to wake up on Christmas Day with a big surprise. They've got Christmas presents. They, they can have – and we try to put together as much as we can to sustain for about two weeks so they don't have to worry about finding food or anything like that for two weeks. And then it's, it can get quite emotional. Uh, I still get quite, every year, every year. I feel very honoured and privileged to be able to give back to people. Everyone has the right to enjoy life and enjoy Christmas. If you don't believe in Christmas, that's fine. But, you know, the people, and we're very mindful of that as well, That's you know, some people don't uh, have you know, celebrate Christmas. So, um, and we don't know their religion, so we just hand out to everybody. It's just really nice to know that um, we can do that for people. We also uh, do women homeless packs and men homeless packs as well.
0: Just before we wrap it up, Donna, we can hardly go a day without hearing in the news about the cost of living crisis, as it's being called, uh, the inflationary pressures, what have you seen on the streets change in the last 12 to 24 months?
1: Oh, an increase of families on the street, an increase of families, an increase of drugs and alcohol, um, an increase of suicide. The finances is really st- making it very, very difficult. There's no housing. We, we are coming into, well, we are in a crisis. We're, if we were, went to emergency, we'll be in ICU, that's how I would put it. We'll be, we're in ICU at the moment. There's nothing out there. Housing is, I think, came out, Ipswich is 0.08 um, housing that we've got left here for rentals, which is, yeah, not enough. Yeah,
0: crazily low, 20, that's right. Mm.
1: Yeah, Well, exactly. We've got mm. 26 families on the streets at the moment. We're trying really, really hard to, and that's mum and dad and kids, either living in their car or living in the tent. And we're trying really hard, we're doing everything we can. And it's really we're very fortunate here in Ipswich, there's amazing organisations that come together and we work together as a team to to try and solve these problems. All the hotels, because we normally put them in hotels while we're trying to find uh, proper accommodation, uh, that's all full. So we have to go far far afield outside of the Ipswich area.
0: With such a heavy commitment, do you treat yourself to any downtime? And I'm thinking holidays. When was your last holiday? Right. Time you took one then, is it?
1: <laughs> I think it was April last year. <laughs> well, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> April last year. Yeah. Uh, went down to Adelaide to see, to see my parents. So, yeah, I think it was April last year. So, But I've got a few little mini ones. Uh, both Oggy and I said, right, what we need to do is just do – little mini ones throughout the year because as as the year gets on it it gets it gets busier easter is coming up so we'll get busy and then we'll slow down a little bit and then winter comes and all through winter we're very busy trying to make sure that everyone's warm and then taking them to hospital if they get sick um, and things like that so yeah Donna Kavanagh, once again, yes.
0: congratulations on your Citizen of the Year Award for 2023 in Ipswich. And thanks so much for sharing your story with Ipswich today.
1: Thank you, Alan. Thank you very much.
0: Senior Citizen of the Year went to the amazing Rita Langer, who has volunteered for more than 50 years at Blair State School. Young Citizen of the Year, Noah Springall, The Cultural Award went to Robin Tallman Wakajinda, Sport and Recreation Award to Matt Britton, and Community Group of the Year, Marburg and District Residents Association. And a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes, including more details about the award recipients. Ipswich today is supported by Kinetics, people powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is also listener supported. Please make a once only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswichtoday.com.au and click the donate button on the home page to make a payment through PayPal. Follow and stream this podcast from your favourite app, including iHeartRadio and Amazon Music. Or play Ipswich Today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.